Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bren, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Hello, my witchy poo. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh my God, my elf, I love you so much. <laughs> Did you escape the cicadas? Oh, I just needed that giggle. But <laughs> you have it on the go and we have not been able to connect very much. So this just brings me so much joy. Bless you. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm always here for you, my witchy too. I know you always make me giggle. Oh my yeah. God. That's my job. We all have jobs, right? Oh we God. all have jobs. In fact, today we're going to talk about some spiritual jobs that mm. some really amazing people have. Some big assignments. Um, some indeed. big assignments. So yeah. just give everybody a little like tip of the hat here. Yeah, it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be, uh, I hope, a very interesting conversation for people. Very thought provoking. Yeah. A very high vibe provoking. Because my elf has been off on elfin adventures. <laughs> once oh my again. gosh, right? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I think that my job is just to like go through the world and to be very uncomfortable <laughs> at times. And to come report back to you guys. Okay, <laughs> come report back. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like I'm on assignment, that I'm like out there and I'm like experiencing these things um, and to report back. And many times I really don't know what the hell I'm getting myself into, because probably if I did, I wouldn't go. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think you'd still go. <laughs> well, that's probably true. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'd totally go. I will tell you, though, being on the run, it's, keto's tough on the run. I'm just going to say out loud. Even though you didn't ask me how I am, I'm going to tell you how I am. Keto's hard on the go. It really is. It's not the easiest thing it to do. It takes some work, especially where you were. It's one thing if you're on the coasts, but 
yeah, well, I was on the coast too, but yes. And what I've ended up doing is they have the, I think it's, it's not Jif. What's the other peanut butter brand? Jif. And the I mean, main, like the Skippy? commercial brands. Skippy. Skippy Naturals. They have in like a squeeze thing now. I literally <laughs> have one in my car and I will squeeze it in my mouth and just keep going. That is preparation. Well done. That's insane. <laughs> so let me tell you what I've been on the go doing. As I think everybody knows, I live in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is in Northwest Arkansas. I'm saying this for the benefit of those new listeners. And I grew up in Oklahoma, and I am about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes from Tulsa. And this is important because for the last four days, I've been driving back and forth. So I've been doing a four-hour round-trip commute back and forth to Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's a commitment. That is a commitment. Um, it's a commitment to my family and it's a commitment to my new work. So, you know, a girl's got to commit. <laughs> no one commits like an elf does. <laughs> Nobody commits like an elf. That's seriously true. And boy, boy, we run ourselves ragged. So I've been running myself ragged because I have uh, a new job and I'm the chief marketing officer for a company called Storyfile. And what Storyfile does, and this is, I'm not pitching anybody, I'm just more of explanation for folks. What Storyfile does is they invented conversational video. In fact, the company has a patent on it. What that means is that you can, like, I could do a Storyfile on you and ask you 200, 400, 500 questions. And then 100 years from now, somebody could be like, oh, I want to talk to Witchy Poo. And they can, <laughs> they can ask questions and talk to you, and it feels so much like you're there. And I think with that, there's a lot of things, right? You're able to, it's your truth coming from your mouth, right? It's unhackable, which is a really awesome thing. And just that ability to see how you respond to things helps people understand the deeper meaning to it and 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 also your truth. So what happens is when we tell a story, we like if you ask me a question, say, my elf, when were you born? And that's probably not the best one. My elf, tell me about when you graduated high school. And in my head, I'm replaying, right? Because we replay before it comes out of our mouth. And when we do that, that's when our facial expressions change, our body posture changes, where we look in the room changes, right? That's Lulu shaking in the corner, just so you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, Lulu's our third host today, (laughs) so everybody knows. So if she talks or she moves around, just know that she's working. And I think she will be paid by her mother, Witchy Poo. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I'm just, I just, you know, I know this is normally your role, but you know, I'm going to try and play this role. You're going to ask me questions? Well, I, no, I was just going to say, this is like when Superman puts, <gasps> puts that thing. I know you could see her face. I think it's called like, kryptonite or something yeah, like that. Well, put the green thing oh. in the ice cave and then his dad showed up or his mom showed up. Yes. That's yes. what it's like, right? Kind of it like it is very, it, in, in a lot of ways, yes. I mean, we can do, ho- that's like a hologram, and that is very okay. possible. We can do them on TV screens. We ask, actually just did this augmented reality where you can put your phone up to a poster, and the mother, and I'll get to that in a second, comes out from the poster, and you can ask questions from your phone. I mean, what? technology, that's I amazing. know it's mind, it is mind-blowing. It's that absolutely awesome. mind-blowing. That is awesome. So, so this company is was founded by two extraordinarily like blinding bright light people Hmm. that have dedicated their lives to the legacy of survivors, whether it's the Holocaust. Um, And in this case, what I'm talking about is the Tulsa massacre of 1921. Mm. Oh, mercy. Yeah. Oh, mercy is a big one. Mm. Talk about trauma and tragedy and recklessness and wounding and so the trauma 
isn't just in the massacre itself, which is enough trauma, let's be honest, but there's added trauma. There's generational trauma. There's even more emotional trauma from the fact that the state of Oklahoma covered it up. That's, that is karmic trauma. Oh, it is so bad, right? I mean, you talk a lot, and this is what I want to get into here soon enough, but just give everybody an idea of where I want to go with this, is you've always talked about, you know, we pay, you have to pay a price for things. So we're going to go through some of this. We're going to talk about prices. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so with that, we are going to take a break and we are going to come back and talk about expensive choices. <laughs> Price tags. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. Thank you for that beautiful break, my elf. (laughs) (laughs) And now please continue with your story. Yes. And we're going to get the price tags in a minute, but I, I want to <laughs> roll back just a little bit so people can understand where why why we're even talking about this is, um, so Storyfile, um, uh, Heather and Stephen Smith, the founders, um, wanted to speak to survivors, right? And, to, and they were trying to find survivors from the Tulsa massacre. And so they actually reached out to a woman, her name is Dr. Tiffany Crutcher. And Dr. Crutcher is this extraordinary woman that ended up moving to Tulsa um, after her brother was killed by police in the typical way that black men are killed by police, meaning they shouldn't be. And she started the Terrence Crutcher Foundation. So we worked with her 
um, to find our way to. So this was recent, though. This didn't this was in the last year and a half ago. Yeah, okay. no, it well okay. does, um, but she's the one leading it, um, okay. and she's like leading the charge for the light, if you will. And she's an extraordinary human being. And in fact, if anybody wants to donate to the organization, you can research Terrence Crutcher Foundation. And so we we connected with her, and our company actually um, donated. Uh, all of our time and money and everything it takes to create these to the Terrence Crutcher Foundation. Amazing. Right? I mean, these people are incredible. And so we found Dr. Crutcher. We interviewed the survivors because, interestingly enough, no one has ever asked them their story. So the the two women that are the remaining survivors are Mother Fletcher, who is 107 years old as of month of May, and then Mother Randall is 106. And now Mother Fletcher has a, her younger brother, who's 100, <laughs> is named, isn't it hilarious? Yeah, um, Is named Uncle Red, um, and, and Mother Fletcher says that uh, her key to a long life has been onions. For the record, Brenda, which I know you do not agree with. Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> but for her, it's onions. Wowie. And her favorite food's bananas. But um, so she also said, because we're like, you know, why hasn't he, why do, haven't you ever told anybody? She said, no one's asked. So we decided to ask her around 250 questions. Is that, how is that possible? Because the state of Oklahoma wanted to bury this. Well, clearly they they did. They buried the whole. They buried that, yes. I mean, they're even, speaking of burying, they're actually out there doing excavations for mass graves from 100 years ago. Exactly. So let me get into a few really okay. interesting things here. Because this is amazing i can't wait to hear what they have to say this is just amazing oh i will send you uh, listen everybody can have access i'll i will make sure everybody knows and i'll I, I can send out a qr code on on instagram or something so you guys can go to the site and actually talk to them i've talked to them so much in person <laughs> and in their story file and oh my gosh. i mean it's exquisite we have a we have an installation at the Gilcrease Museum right now in Tulsa, and that's where I've spent part of my time. And I just can't imagine how healing it was for them, and for the people to gain their insights. Right? To to like it, it just would be healing. It's it's the, one of my favorite quotes, and thank you for saying that because um, I was in the room where our exhibition is before it opened. I um, was taking some photographs, and there is a plaque that says. A people without knowledge of its past is like a tree without roots. Mm. Right. There's no foundation. We just topple over. Exactly. Right. We, we can't grow. We can't be strong. We can't flourish. We can't expand into everything we're supposed to be. Exactly. And the yeah. story goes is that wow. there was a young white woman working the elevator at this particular building. Okay. And there was a young black man who was a shoe shiner. Okay. And maybe you'll clear this up because at first they heard a scream and and or a noise, right? It could mm-hmm. be a scream of pleasure, by the way, which is some <laughs> of the thinking that could have been what was happening. And people were claiming that the young black man um, assaulted the white woman. I see your look. Of course, that's not what happened. That's they were either. they were having a thing. One was seventeen. One was nineteen. Yeah, hormones strong. Exactly. Yeah. That is not what, yeah. There so was no, mm-hmm. in that incident with the assumptions that people made is um, there was a white mob that went after what was called Black Wall Street. 
and this is in the Greenwood district of Tulsa. And that, that area 100 years ago was the most prosperous African-American neighborhood in the country. It was amazing, right? It oh, was incredible. All around. It was inspiring. It, it drew people who wanted to make something of themselves and was willing to take the risks to even get there. I mean, they had doctors, was, lawyers, bankers. Like and people who was, had nothing but knew that if they got there, they'd have support. Like exactly. Make their way. Yeah. Exactly. Super well, of high course, vibe. Super the white people. Exactly right. High vibe. Right. So the white yep. people went in um, and and shot and killed. Um, I, I'm gonna have to say in the hundreds because there's it's the number keeps going up as the mass graves keep being uncovered, and then they burnt it down, and then yeah. they hid it. They covered it, right? They, so they here, literally like they bombed it from the sky. Oh they yes, were, like, at, they did. Yeah, they dropped yeah. bombs. They yeah. dropped bombs right and when when we find out countries have bombed their own people like we you know boycott them we right like, right and here no one talked about it no that is yeah. um that yeah. is the that's the problem with the soul of america let's be honest you know is that we have um we're very two-faced in how we do things and we are um hypocritical yeah and um, we have not righted our wrongs we have not healed our wounds but I will tell you. And we have to talk about it to claim it yes. and not have shame about it, but to address it and make amends. That's called healing. And understand. See, that's the other thing. Like, again, I grew up in that state. And I have now that I've been, I've literally been around the world. Yeah. I have never seen a more segregated city than Tulsa, Oklahoma. Still to this day, segregated. Um, that was from 100 years ago. It could be the most thriving area right for everybody i don't right. even just mean the black man i mean everybody yeah. could have really won right but i'm telling you what's incredible a lot of interesting things that have um i think come up for me in, a, mm -hmm. in an interesting way has been um i've been a racial minority for the last three to four days and mm -hmm. i've never experienced that for that period of time i've been a racial racial minority before and mm -hmm. god knows i've been a minority in other ways before, right. whether it's being a woman, whether it's being gay, or whether somebody who can put a sentence together. Um, that was a joke. Nobody, <laughs> yeah, it was probably bad timing. Um, so so I've, I'm learning, right? I was learning to be a racial minority. So it's always so good to um, walk in someone else's shoes. And that's a very valuable lesson, I think, for all of us. But we've been invited to all of these private events because we are a sponsor of this. Oh, sure. Of right. Course. Um, but I'll tell you what the most fascinating thing is, has been very consistently, because I have talked to hundreds of people in the black community over the last three or four days. And the one consistent thing that I've gotten from all of them is that we don't hate. We were raised not to hate. Because I've, I've asked questions. I'm like, do you hate white people? Because P.S. I wouldn't blame you if you did. Yeah. They're like, no, <laughs> we don't. We were taught not to hate. And boy. did they say like like okay? So if you're taught not to hate, you don't you don't just say to a child don't hate. You have like they had to understand there was a purpose for not hating. What did what did did they talk about that? Well, they talked about. I mean, it's every every black family has to have the racism conversation in the family. Mm -hmm. They have to. Yeah. You know, I learned when we did the movie um, The Hate You Give which is thug, for those who don't know where the thug came from. Thug came from the hate you give. I did not know that the conversation that they have was that if you ever get pulled over, put your hands on the dashboard. 
I never had to have that conversation. No one had to have that conversation with me. I had that conversation. I mean, I, I, people told me that when I was when you were young. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Put, okay. put your hands where the officer can see. Wow. Right? Put your hands on the dashboard because um, on, on, the, on the steering wheel they can't always see it. Put them on right. The I was never told that, and I did not even know that that was a conversation that people had. But you also grew up in a mixed race family. Yes. And it could be why. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's why. <laughs> I, I'm saying could be because yeah. why Why would I proclaim something that I do not know of? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I am going back tomorrow. So I will ask some of these questions <laughs> about the actual conversation that they have. Yeah. Because my concept that I hold when you say they were taught not to hate is that it's too expensive. Yes. Right. They were in rebuilding mode. They were in grieving mode and recovery mode, generationally speaking. Right. And so it's like, if you want to honor your incredibly successful ancestors, you will get to work and not. Now they'll fight. They'll fight, but they don't hate. But, but it's too expensive to change what, you know, the core of racism. Let's fight to show up at our best at our strongest to rebuild business to rebuild resources to rebuild connections and community like that's a way to fight as well right right to, to continue to show up strong remember your strength yes um, and course correct things when they continue to go offline yes or out of alignment or yeah that's so i was just wondering like how did they that's how i think of it but i wonder i'm curious how they processed or held how do I not hate or resent? They are a very, the older generation, especially that I have witnessed, is a deeply religious group. So beautiful. In fact, um, Mother Randall, the one who is 106, the young one, the spring chicken <laughs> of the two, Mother Randall talks about when you ask her story file, when you ask her um, what was it like after the massacre. And we also are very clear in our language. It was not a race riot. In fact, that's the first thing Oklahoma started to do was just call it a race riot. Like it was <laughs> the two parts right now. We're all very clear. It was a massacre, right? Yeah. Yep. And her response was, you know, I just wish people would learn to think before they act. And just think about how would you like it if somebody treated you the way that you're about to treat this family or this person? She that's, goes, the, I golden, bet we would. that's the golden rule. It is, right? right? It's the golden rule. <laughs> it is absolutely right. golden rule. And right? and that golden rule exists in many different forms in almost every religion on the planet, some version of it, to remind us that we are connected. We are not different. We are all connected. That is what, we, interestingly, Mother Randall spoke about. Says in fact, almost, um, almost the way that you just said it. Mm -hmm. And because she said... She said, um, and if you can't make a good decision by asking yourself that, she goes, then dust off your knees. And then you see her kind of like dust her, like, I mean, queen dress she was wearing in this. Yeah. Dust her dress. Like, she, this is part of when you are, like, yeah. you're telling, you're retelling, you know, reliving a memory in your mind, and she's reenacting it, you know, for this. And she said, because you get on your knees, because I know there was a man upstairs who I can talk to. And to make the right decision. That's part of 
how faith plays such a big role in the community, right? Is it's helped to keep them from not being angry, from not doing onto them as others had done to them, I guess, or however the hell you say it. That is deep, deep forgiveness. Oh, it's huge. And and it is, I imagine that that is why she's got to live this long, to one, tell her story. And because she's not holding that toxicity of resentment, of revenge, of anger. Right, that's an amazing choice for a high vibe. Isn't it? With that, we're going to take another break. We're going to take a high vibe break. (laughs) Yay! The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. What an amazing story, my elf. Oh, I just love the, the power of this, the grace of it, and the empowering choice of saying, I'm going to make sure I'm right with my maker. Yes. In, in the way she believes it. And if we all were able to do that, what a world I would know. be. What a world I mean, would be. people talk about, you know, um, they had those bracelets years ago that was like, WWJD, what would Jesus do? What would it's Julie like, do? Yeah. <laughs> what would Julie do? That would be WWE. What would the elf do? Um, we need it. We'll make bracelets that say that. Or it should be, what would Witchy Poo do? Because what you would do would be far better in the universe than what I would probably do. But yeah, I will what, tell you, 
Oh, go ahead. I want you to say something funny. I would just say that what would Elf do would be much more fun. (laughs) Oh, no. Mine's the party bracelet. Yours is the how do I get to heaven bracelet. It's all good. But But I will tell you, this has been such an incredible learning experience for me because I do hold anger. And I hold some hate. And I, they're teaching me. I have learned so much in the last, honestly, I've been so busy, I don't know what day it is, but I've been so busy, but I have learned these valuable lessons taught to me by these women who are in their early 100s. And by the way, one of them looks like she's in her 70s. I mean, she's like, Mother Fletcher is a rock. I mean, she's rocking. She's incredible. (laughs) I'm like, you're a good looking lady, Miss 107. I mean, she's really extraordinary. But I've learned a lot about... Like, you don't have to be of a certain faith, right? You don't have to um, choose a side in terms of a religion. And in fact, I talked a lot about this weekend um, because I work with a lot of people of different faiths, whether they be Jewish, whether they be Christian, and and actually Hindu, you know? You know, I'm a big fan of the Hindus. I love all their gods. <laughs> um, but the way I speak about it is like, you know, I look through my spectacles or that are of spirituality. Those are the glasses that I look through, right? right. right? And there's not difference between, right. like, in the in the heart of it, of what it is. But these mothers clear, cleaned off my lenses. Mm. And their Christianity cleared my spiritual goggles mm. because they actually lived it. And they live it to this day. Such an embodiment of that forgiveness. And that that living their faith in a tangible way, not in a judgmental way. So many people use it as a, as a weapon, <laughs> right? And to embody the grace mm-hmm. right, of the divine love, and and just the fact they call it, like they call each one of them mother, mm-hmm. right, Mother Fletcher. And it's it's um that is when we think of motherhood, we think of that endless compassion and ability to forgive. Because how many times do we mess up as kids? You know. Uh, every like, minute yeah exactly <laughs> you know breaking stuff that's your mom's and, right. you know, like, right. sorry mom <laughs> you know whatever disappointing grades whatever it was that we brought home and if we're lucky enough to have one of those you know divine experiences of the sacred motherhood the sacred feminine say forgive compassion unconditional love and and so i, I just want to honor the sacred feminine the, the the graciousness of motherhood that they each hold for each one of us like and mothering us all yeah, yeah i mean they are mothering if if people will right. listen long enough and pay enough attention they will be mothered by these women's stories and, and I, I do want to give you a shout out for that too my elf because your own graceful presence for all your playfulness <laughs> that i adore um to be able to look and say yeah i hold anger and I don't need to. And look, we all hold anger and we all think we release it, but when it keeps popping up in the regular, you're not completely releasing it. And you know, to have no judgment about it because it's it's the human condition. But we're in our school, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a D in anger management. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still in school. Exactly. Stay stay in school. <laughs> but to have the awareness and allow that healing in and allow that inspiration in. That is that's a, that is grace embodied as well. And so I really have to hand it to you. Beautiful Thank you. Done. Thank Beautiful you. Because the yeah. other thing that was very interesting that happened, and in, in as I'm 
because my job is marketing and part of my job is publicity and PR and things like that, that I have to, funny enough, coach people in the company about, you can laugh all you want. I'm actually pretty good at it, but- But I had asked everybody, I go, shed everything you think, you think you know, mm. and enter into this space in Tulsa as if it were a church with reverence. Enter with reverence into this because you must understand this is their house, not yours. Mm -hmm. It is their story, not yours. It is their past, it is their present, and it is their future, not yours. So you, you approach this with reverence, which is one of my favorite words. Mm -hmm. and mine, too. mine too. It's yeah. such a great word, right? And because I just. And to hold it in that sacred space. And I also think remaining curious, because when we embrace curiosity, by definition, we have to release our expectations, right? Because we're not, I don't know what you're going to say next. I don't know how that affected you or what you learned or what you questioned or how you, what your pain was, right? I get to learn from you. And that's staying in that curious place. It's so helpful. And to not try to take it, because white people try to take stuff. Humans no, for real. Humans, Humans do, do but, but white yeah. people for sure in this country like to take stuff. Yeah. And so reminding about reverence, right? Reminding this is not your event. And especially when I work, you know, I work with people who um, are descendants. Sorry, the, the static is back. We're just checking all our connections. So we're reminding people. Yeah. So, you know, as I'm reminding folks, and, it's, and they're all good people, right? So sometimes you all have to be reminded of things that, you know, these are folks who have ancestors that were Holocaust survivors, right? I mean, these are people who understand the pain. The, and the I was people who are in the company? Who or? are in the company, right. Okay. And so thank okay. you for clarifying that. And, mm -hmm. and so I just had, and my only job was to remind them, this isn't your pain. Mm -hmm. This is theirs. And we all have our own stuff, right, Lord right. knows. I mean, this being in Tulsa for me is painful. I mean, I just wanna be really clear on that. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. Margaret was around a lot. And I will tell you, and I've never said this out loud, but I'm going to today. And I was driving home from Tulsa knowing that we were gonna um, you know, talk about this, but I'm gonna tell you, my mother was racist. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I kept talking to her while we're there. And and I kept saying, I'm like, mom, I've just, I, I I, I love you, but I was so disappointed in you. Like that you could be this way towards people. And she's like, I know better now. Yeah. You have to forgive her. Oh, absolutely. And she is. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's very, it's painful because it's, it's a place. I have a hard time. I have a hard time spending time in Tulsa. This has been an important thing for me personally. Um, because her house is up right off the freeway and you can't help but drive by it. And um, and that's where she also passed. This is when she jumped, was in Oklahoma. There's a lot in Oklahoma, right? In Tulsa yeah. specifically for yep. me. Yep. Um, but mom kept saying the word grace. Mm. Have grace, my child. Does Have grace. grace. Yeah, so beautiful. Right? Have grace. And I think she was kind of like talking to herself a few times. <laughs> um, because the funny thing is, is that in in life, I have weirdly had more grace than my mother. And she was, I think, it, because I, we live different lives, right? right. I mean, we different, live and learn different things, different, different lessons, contexts, different, different everything. Exactly. Yep. We're not the same person, even though we sure shit look a lot alike these days. <laughs> so weird. Um, 
But she kept showing up and she was with me. Interestingly enough, like she went with me to these events where I was very much a minority. And I'm like, you cool? She goes, I'm good. I'm like, okay. You know, because she has shed all of that. And that's the other thing that we talked a lot about this this time with the, within the company is about shedding. And I'll tell you what's fascinating. So in in the Gilcrease Museum where our installation is, um, I was there this this morning and they had a big group of people that came in and of all walks of life, all colors, genders, good dressers, bad dressers. <laughs> not that I'm one to judge on that, not one to judge in general, but I'm just saying, if I notice somebody dresses poorly, you know they do, because um, I am their leader. Um, <laughs> So, except I've been dressing nice. Anyway, um, so I'm showing people how to use the insulation. You have to like press a button, talk into a microphone. You can't release the button until like a few seconds after your question is asked kind of thing. So let me tell you what happened. And this was the most beautiful moment I believe I've experienced in a very long time. Is there was a, a woman, and, I, and I'm saying colors just so people can understand. I normally like, I don't like to identify people by their birthday suits, but I'm going to right now. Okay. <laughs> there was um, a, a black woman who was probably in her late 60s and she had on a mask and it was a glittery mm -hmm. mask and it said Queen. I just want to be real clear. So her name is now Queen. Okay, great. And I was calling her Queen the whole time. Of course, she's giggling, right? You know me. I just love people, right? And so and I don't give a shit. Back. Yeah, I just don't give a shit what your birthday is. So I just think if you're awesome, you're awesome, right? And um, and then there was a young girl, a young white woman, young woman. I said girl's not fair. Young woman, and she is 22 years old, and a little unsure of herself, just in the world, a little unsure about the mm -hmm. environment that she was in. But she was for it, and she was going to ask questions and all this kind of stuff. Well, those two started to talk and Queen starts talking about one of her sons is a firefighter. And my little 22 year old that was sitting next to me said, well, please thank your son for his service from another firefighter. She goes, you're a firefighter? She goes, I've been a volunteer and I would like to go back and be full-time firefighter. Those two connected in a way that you got to know, I've been crying for days. I'm I just going to tell you I for days I've been this. crying. Right. And this is what I love so much is that we never know, right? We never know until we open up and engage. We never know. We never how know. How connected we are, how alike we are, what we share. And how we begin to know, which is weirdly, I believe, the foundation of StoryFile, it's about asking questions. And staying That's curious how we know, right? Listening. It is curiosity, asking questions. It's, it's like, so well, where's your son? Where's he a firefighter? And all of a sudden, can I tell you one thing nobody talked about? Nobody talked about politics. Because I don't know about you, I'm pretty fucking tired of it. And I want to go back to the days when we actually didn't talk about politics. I want to go back to the days when we cared about the person we were talking to, not trying to shame them or convince them of, of some fucked up cult belief in a, in, a in, a, in a political party, which, by the way, all of them are. I mean, yeah. this I am not singling out any of them. They are all like that to me right now. But we saw individuals and connected. We saw pe like people are seeing people. Yeah. It's so beautiful. So healing. Right. It so is myself, I just want to thank you so much for bringing this story, this multidimensional story. And I know there's so much more we could talk about, but I hope people will hear the inspiration on so many levels. And and mostly, I love this company that you're engaged They're cool, with right? Because telling our stories, owning our stories is how we actually hear ourselves and learn about ourselves, but it's also how we share ourselves. 
us, right? Yes, we do. This whole concept of owning your own story and creating it and listening it and living it is so inspiring. It's and so because healing. And because these mothers told their story, mm-hmm. because history is written by the winners. Yeah. Right? But the line from Hamilton, who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Right. right. That's, the, that's the line. And now these women, their stories are now forever committed. Their story. Now someone their else's story. interpretation nope. of it. Nope. Their story their is story. now forever in our world. And Sad. people can talk to them whenever they want. Generations, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I just want to say, and I, I know we probably, I, I could talk about this for a long time, but I do want to say one last thing. And, um, and, and that is I encourage all to look to each other, but look to black women because they are phenomenal leaders for us. And they are phenomenal for us to look to in terms of how do you survive? How do you thrive? How do you figure out what is important to you? Because they have had to live it for 400 years here in the country that they didn't ask to come to. And they are extraordinary human beings. Revere them. Be kind to them. Listen to them. Admire them. Because they are absolutely, utterly extraordinary human beings. And I'm not leaving out black men. I'm talking to those specifically about black women. Without a doubt. They are extraordinary. And notice when they are cut off in meetings. Notice when they are discounted and they get talked over and step in. That's right. And call them queen because they are. (laughs) <laughs> and you can tell them from the queen that I met today that they're all queens. <laughs> so beautiful. Extraordinary storytelling, my health. Thank, Thank you so you, much. Thank you, Witchy Poo. Thanks for listening. And remember, our school is hard. Without reverence and the other side. Mm. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us, everyone, and a special thanks to our producer, Maya Cole, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at OthersideGuides or shoot us a note at OthersideGuides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think, we want to know what you know, and we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there. I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 